Welcome to the Popecast. Episode 8. Ever wonder where the official list of the books of the Bible came from? Well, this guy you're about to learn about is who we have to thank. Every single one of those 73 books you find in Catholic Bibles was listed out by this guy at a meeting in Rome 16 centuries ago. This week at number 37, it's Pope St. Damasus I. Hey there, I'm Matt Sewell, and this is the podcast about popes for people who like history but aren't so crazy about dry, dusty history books. This podcast will be a periodic look into the lives of one of the 264 men who have held or are currently holding the office of the Vicar of Christ, the Bishop of Rome, the Pope of the Roman Catholic Church. So a little backstory. Damasus I was born around the year 304 in modern-day Spain, when it was still technically illegal to be a Christian. Other than that, and the fact that mom and dad were named Laurentia and Antonius, history gives us very little about Damasus for about the first 50 years of his life until he gets ordained a deacon under Pope Liberius. Liberius, as a quick side note, will make for a good later episode, as a matter of fact. He is the only one out of the first 49 popes of the church to not be a saint. Bummer. And he's one of the three popes commonly pointed to as quote-unquote examples of papal infallibility not being legitimate, having been accused of signing a document endorsing heresy while pope. But I digress. So Damasus, again, was just north of 50 years old when he followed Liberius into exile. He was the archdeacon of Rome at the time, basically the chief deacon, and fortunately only was exiled for a short time. He got to return to Rome, where he helped govern the church in his predecessor's absence. A bit of trouble was brewing, though, since not everyone was a huge fan of Liberius. The emperor, see, was an Arian, essentially believing the heresy that Christ was just a man, and he installed a fellow heretic as anti-pope to rule after booting Liberius out. Damasus had earlier been a fan of Felix, the anti-pope, but actually uh, could spot hashtag fake news when he saw it. So he led the charge against the emperor's effort until Liberius returned. Now, Liberius died in 366 A.D., and Damasus was elected by a large majority as the next successor of Peter. But the drama, it turned out, was just beginning. Some of the more crazed fans of Liberius rejected Damasus as the pope, and instead elected another man, make that two consecutive antipopes. This antipope, Ursinus, he tried to usurp the throne of Peter. When Ursinus's irregular consecration led to violence and bloodshed, in fact, rioting that claimed the lives of 130 people, thankfully, the Roman emperor Valentinian quickly grew sick of it and banished Ursinus and his followers from the city for good. After that, Damasus got to reign in relative peace, sitting in the chair of Peter for all of 18 years. He's well known for a few things in particular, squashing several heresies, being a big fan of the lives of the saints and asking for their intercession, and, most prominently, giving us both the canon of scripture as we know it today, as well as the Latin text of the Bible that would go on to be used for over 1,000 years. So to start with the heresies, Damasus condemned three main ones, and two are a bit of a mouthful. Apollinarianism claimed that Jesus had a human body and soul, but no human rational mind. Second, Macedonianism denied that the Holy Spirit was a divine person. And then not to mention, Damasus continued the church's war against Arianism, which as mentioned was the incredibly widespread belief that Jesus was a mere man. Damasus was also a hero when it came to honoring the martyrs both in asking for their intercession for the whole church and in making sure their tombs were well cared for, 
With Christianity finally legal, he continued the tradition of renovating and glorifying many of the tombs into shrines. One particular church, a small building known as a basilicula, was actually discovered in 1902, and it appears to have been the Pope's final resting place, alongside his mother and his sister. Then the third and most prominent thing Damasus is named for is his work with St. Jerome on producing the Latin version of the Bible, now, now known as the Vulgate Bible, as well as giving us the full canon of Scripture. So the canon was proclaimed by him at a synod in Rome, just a meeting of bishops, in 374, then was affirmed again in Hippo in North Africa in 393, after Damasus' death. It's the very same list that Catholics still use to this day over 1,600 years later. Granted, the vast majority of Christian churches used this canon already, but enough small variations existed that it became time for the church to put forth a list to make it official. So on to Damasus and St. Jerome. Jerome's the guy depicted hanging out in a cave with a lion, or sitting looking old and crumpled with a skull next to him, copying scripture down on parchment by the light of a lamp. He's famously known for being a bit of a grouch, exemplified by his throwing up his hands in disagreement with a later pope, then moving away to live as a hermit for the rest of his days. Anyway, Jerome was, without a doubt, very holy and very intelligent. Damasus took him as his personal secretary for the last three years of Damasus' life, with the express purpose of putting an end to some confusion on the scriptures and their various translations. And this was actually something that Damasus was trying to do for over ten years, as we'll see later. Jerome's task, in short, was to revise the old Latin versions into a more accurate Latin. What came out the other end was nothing short of a masterpiece, the Latin Vulgate, which became the church's official translation of scripture for over 1,000 years. Talk about staying power. Jerome's service to Damasus is worth more than just the Bible, though. He's also key in our knowledge of how the early church viewed the papacy in part, especially in a time now when it's still viewed with skepticism in many corners, whether or not the early church saw the Bishop of Rome, what we know as the Pope, of course, as the head of the church on earth. For one, Jerome very much admired Damasus, writing about him after his death, saying, quote, he had a fine talent for making verses and published many brief works in heroic meter. He died in the reign of the emperor Theodosius at the age of almost 80, end quote. But it was a letter Jerome penned to his not yet boss in 376 AD that should perk up our ears. Jerome wrote, quote, yet though your greatness terrifies me, your kindness attracts me. From the priest, I demand the safekeeping of the victim. From the shepherd, the protection due to the sheep. Away with all that is overweening. Let the state of Roman majesty withdraw. My words are spoken to the successor of the fisherman, to the disciple of the cross. As I follow no leader save Christ, so I communicate with none but your blessedness, that is, with the chair of Peter. For this, I know, is the rock on which the church is built. This is the house where alone the Paschal lamb can be rightly eaten. This is the ark of Noah, and he who is not found in it shall perish when the flood prevails. But since by reason of my sins I have betaken myself to the desert, which lies between Syria and the uncivilized waste, I cannot, owing to the great distance between us, always ask of your sanctity the holy thing of the Lord. He that gathers not with you scatters. He that is not of Christ is of Antichrist. End quote. So Damasus died on December 11th, 384, the day on which we still celebrate his feast. And our quote this week is from an epitaph found on Damasus's tomb, which he, in fact, had written for himself. The quote goes like this. 
He who walking on the sea could calm the bitter waves, who gives life to the dying seeds of the earth. He who was able to loose the mortal chains of death, and after three days darkness could bring again to the upper world the brother for sister Martha. He, I believe, will make Damasus rise again from the dust. End quote. So just think, every time you read scripture, you can say a prayer of thanksgiving for the work of St. Damasus I, a man who's been gone from the earth almost seven times as long as the USA has been a country. Good stuff. Anyway, that's it for this week. As we go, the success of this podcast will rely on two things, aside, of course, from the grace of God. First, to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you're listening to this and providing feedback on what you think. The more you rate, the more likely it's seen and listened to by others, and the better feedback I get, the better the podcast can become. And second, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Sewell. That donation, even at a buck per episode, will get you some sweet Patreon-only content, early access to podcast episodes, and will allow me to continue devoting time to producing these great bios. So that's patreon.com slash M-A-T-T-S-E-W-E-L-L, patreon.com slash Sewell. You can also email the podcast with suggestions or feedback at popecastmc at gmail.com. That's popecastmc at gmail.com. So as we exit this week, we ask as we do every time the Popecast features a saintly pope, Pope St. Damasus I. Pray for us. Until next time. <laughs>